Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Truth Hurts program, October 12th, 2021. And there's a penis measuring contest going on right now in the United States of America. That's right. Gropey Joe Biden has hauled out the wang, and so has wheelchair-bound Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. And even though he can't stand, I still think Abbott is more of a man than Biden ever will be. What am I talking about? Well, gropey Joe Biden put this probably unconstitutional, illegal mandate into effect, requiring companies that employ 100 people or more to have all of their employees vaccinated against the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and probably into 2022, better known as the Kung Flu China virus. It's a lot easier to say. Southwest Airlines Company will be following President Gropey Joe Biden's mandate requiring that employees be vaccinated against the Kung Flu in defiance of an order from the Texas governor blocking such actions. The Texas-based Southwest Airlines is one of Texas's major corporations. Southwest has about 54,500 employees, and it's probably way less, those quitting. They're amongst several companies now caught in between and forced to watch the penis measuring contest between Abbott and gropey Joe Biden. The decision set up an immediate challenge to Republican Governor Greg Abbott by that major corporation. The White House measure says federal contractors must require the shots. And in some times, places, manners, shapes, and forms, government people fly on Southwest Airlines. The Dallas-based airline's president issued a statement in an email form saying, quote, According to the President of the United States' executive order, federal action supersedes any state mandate or law, and we, Southwest Airlines, would be expected to comply with the President's order to remain compliant as a federal contractor. In other words, Abbott says, you guys don't have to listen to that, I'm the governor, and Biden says, hold my beer, you're going to do it or we won't allow any federal contracting to occur with Southwest. The response to Governor Abbott's order came a day after the vaccine issue surfaced as Southwest worked to get operations back on track after they canceled 3,100 flights in a four-day period. Customer outrage has grown over long waits, canceled flights, rerouting, and other issues surrounding those flight cancellations. Some politicians linked the disruptions to employee objections to getting stuck with the not-really-a-vaccine vaccine. Southwest executives and its pilots union denied the work slowdowns were actually sick-outs or were responsible for the canceled flights. Southwest, like many other airlines, has government contracts in place for transporting employees and goods. Southwest carries the large bulk of the passengers of U.S. carriers, They had set a December 8th deadline for all workers to be fully vaccinated or face possible job losses. 
Gropey Joe Biden puts some meat behind his decision to force companies with 100 employees or more to be shot with the not-so-vaccine vaccine, stating that it could cost $40,000 per occurrence to any company that refuses to comply. Abbott said in his executive order on Monday, quote, no entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccination by any individual, including an employee or consumer. His plans are also to put this ban into a special session of the State House and Senate to let the Republican-controlled legislature enshrine his executive order into law. Oddly enough, Southwest Airlines shares rose 1.4% today. The carrier is offering the employees equivalent of two days' pay as an incentive to get stuck with this not-so-vaccine vaccine. It has yet to say how many of its workers are vaccinated. Chief Executive Order Gary Kelly told CNBC, the objective here is to improve health and safety, not for people to lose their jobs. I'm sure people will lose their jobs. Southwest pilots asked a federal court to temporarily block the airline from carrying out federally mandated vaccines until a lawsuit over alleged U.S. labor law violations is resolved. It's a fact. Gropy Joe Biden has put this unconstitutional mandate into place in violation of U.S. labor laws. Southwest Pilots Association on October 8th asked for an immediate hearing. The union represents the 9,000-plus pilots at Southwest and could be seen, if victorious, to stop such draconian mandates by the Biden administration. Time will tell. Telling it like it is. According to an article in the Washington Post, one person who deserves blame for Biden's stalled agenda is Joe Biden. Yes, the president's so-called Build Back Better legislation is stalled. It was originally pegged at $3.5 trillion, if you recall. And over the weekend, CBS News released the results of a new poll conducted by YouGov. Most Americans don't know any of the specifics of this so-called Build Back Better legislation. Bernie Sanders is a strong supporter of the legislation, and he wants even more than $3.5 trillion. Sanders says... Americans don't know what's in the Build Back Better plan because most corporate media doesn't discuss it. Let's stop the Beltway gossip and start talking about lowering drug costs, expanding Medicare, expanding child care and housing, and combating climate change. Sanders is full of crap, as usual. This so-called infrastructure and Build Back Better agenda is riddled with pet projects pork barrel spending, and all sorts of boondoggles. It is true that the media have dedicated more conversation to the price of the bill than to its components, but even members of Congress still do not know everything that is in this massive spend and tax and tax and tax package. It went from a large package centered on infrastructure to two separate bills, including the infrastructure and then all the other bullshit. The administration went from having an umbrella descriptor for investments it wanted to make to now a vague phrase aimed at branding it. Build back better, my ass, gropey Joe. 
Come on, son. It's time for you to... Wait, how you say it? Come on, man! In that CBS News poll, people who say they heard about key components of the bill, such as paid family leave, were more likely to approve of it if they were Democrats, liberals, progressives, welfare suckers. But it's not clear whether the support stemmed from hearing about these components from friends and neighbors and a rumor meal, or whether it's simply their support for Biden's agenda because he's a Democrat. The bill may be doomed. It will most likely be slimmed down, and hopefully the American people will get to know all the garbage that's in it before it is rammed through Congress and signed by a man who has to be told whether he's right-handed or left-handed on a daily basis. This is the Truth Hurts program. Telling it like it is. I'd like to now take you to the comedy page. Business Insider reports the article's headline here. Representative Adam Schiff says it's unthinkable to imagine what might happen if the U.S. is forced to suffer under another four years of Donald Trump. Business Insider wrote this. Adam Shifty Schiff says he cannot imagine what would happen if the U.S. were forced to suffer another Trump presidency. He told the Insider of the prospect of Trump running again in 2024 and that winning is unthinkable. He also said the most astonishing part of Trump's rise to power is how many Republicans capitulated to him. I got news for you, Adam Shifty Shift. I'm not going to even read the rest of this article. You are a joke, a little tub of lard running around acting like you're important. You are a weasel. You are a very unlikable person, very untrustworthy. And with those shifty shift eyes of yours, it's a wonder you ever got elected to begin with. Four more years under Donald Trump probably brings the hope that our economy will return to a pro-American economy, that our position on the world stage will become more pro-American, that we won't have 13 service members killed needlessly and hundreds if not thousands of Americans and American supporters trapped behind enemy lines by the Taliban and by ISIS and whatever the hell an ISIS-K is. What is that, the Korean version of ISIS? Give me a break. Our nation saw no new armed conflicts under Donald Trump, Mr. Schiff. And under Donald Trump, with you and other asshats like you spending four entire years making up lies, bringing forward phony dossiers, fake news, phony reports about Russian collusion, which turned out to be your own party, phony stories about China involvement in the elections, which all benefited your party, false stories about Ukrainian involvement, when it turned out to be your president, Gropey Joe Biden, and his cocaine-addled crackhead son, the hookers, the missing laptops, that was all on your party, Mr. Schiff. Under Donald Trump, we didn't see $3.09 a gallon diesel fuel or $3.89 a gallon at some truck stops here in the South. We didn't see $3 a gallon unleaded, Mr. Schiff. We saw energy independence for the first time in over 60 years with Donald Trump at the helm, Mr. Schiff. We saw the United States as a net exporter of oil, of coal, of natural gas, of liquefied petroleum gas or propane. We saw a lowering of the unemployment rate to its lowest level in decades under Donald Trump, Mr. Schiff. We saw an increase in the job participation rate 
especially amongst the Blafrican American 13% hyphenated minority, Mr. Schiff. That happened under Donald Trump. We saw our nation having a return to manufacturing on our own soils, Mr. Schiff. We saw companies repatriating trillions of dollars and paying taxes here instead of paying taxes elsewhere to other nations who use that tax money against the United States of America, Mr. Schiff. Unthinkable? It's unthinkable to imagine the next three years under the asshat Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris, Mr. Schiff. Are you on the drugs you support? Are you addicted to the drugs for the drug manufacturers that pay you lobbying money out the wazoo, Mr. Schiff? I'm only asking because to make a statement as asinine as yours, you have to be on drugs. Schiff is the House Intelligence Committee chairman, yet he lacks the basic intelligence to understand the irrevocable damage that gropey Joe Biden has done to our nation. However, I'm going to quote him here. Adam Schiff said, quote, I cannot imagine what this country would look like if it were forced to suffer another four years under Donald Trump. He's already done irrevocable damage to the country. Schiff must have had his head in the sand for the last 10 months. Irrevocable damage done to the country by Donald Trump? Let's see. Record high job participation rates, lower than normal inflation, record high job participation amongst minorities, record low unemployment, stable gasoline and consumer goods pricing, no housing shortage, COVID was headed in the right direction. Remember, it was Donald Trump's administration who got the vaccine train rolling, putting about a million shots in arms every single day, but not requiring them. He didn't shut down the entire country's economy, Mr. Schiff. He did, however, while you guys were effing around trying to impeach him for the second time, of which he was acquitted because he was not guilty. You guys spent all of your time pissing it away on sham impeachments. Donald Trump was shutting down foreign travel from China. You know, the country where the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019 originated after having been funded for gain-of-function research by the Barack Hussein Obama gropey Joe Biden administration which preceded Mr. Trump. Schiff said, we will recover from this presidency, but it will take years. That is the Democrat playbook. It's the exact same damn thing that they did when they screwed around under Obama's failed slowest recovery in history. Let me take you back in time briefly, Truth Hurts program listeners. Back when George W. Bush was the president of the United States, his first six years in office heralded fantastic economic numbers, and we were on the way to doing really well. In year number six, at the midterm elections, the Democrats found a way to steal their way into Congress, and they passed very damaging and damning laws. And guess what? The economy started a downhill spiral with Democrats in the House and the Senate control. And then, 
along came a community organizer, a community crap-stirrer named Barry Sotero, who used the phony name Barack Hussein Obama. Barry Sotero was the name written on his college ID card, where he supposedly was the editor of the Harvard Law Review, although no one on that campus ever recalls having seen him or heard him or read anything from him. And then magically, with the help of George Soros and others in the One World Order crowd, he was supposedly elected to office, Barack Hussein Obama was, and he immediately ordered an executive order to seal every document related to his existence on planet Earth. Hell, for all we know, Obama is a transgender female masquerading as a man, and he's married to a transgender man masquerading as a woman. We don't know because he sealed all documentation about his entire life so that we wouldn't find out whether or not he was truly eligible to be the president. But he had a little guy named Gropy Joe Biden, Scrappy Scranton Joe, right there by his side, a man who enriched himself by putting his brother and his sons out there to pander for votes and to hold their hands out for donations as they enriched themselves in a grifting scheme that is soon to come out in multiple publications. I won't spoil the ending, but the truth will come out about Gropey Joe and his family ties. But I digress, my friends. Under Barack Hussein Obama, the nation saw the very slowest economic recovery from any recession in the history of the nation. And how did the Obama-Biden administration respond to their piss-poor recovery? They tried to blame it on George W. Bush. Fast forward now. Gropey Joe Biden's economy is not only in the toilet, it has flushed, and it has strings hanging on both sides of the pipe. He is dragging this country down like a giant chili turd after a cook-off in Texas. And guess what? They're trying to blame Donald Trump. And of course, they put their lead man, a guy who hated Donald Trump from day one, Shifty Adam Schiff, a piece of human filth who doesn't deserve to be in America, much less be representing large swaths of America as a congressman. This clown says we will never recover from the Trump presidency. No, he said we will, but it will take years. My apologies. He says, should the country have to go through that again, another Trump presidency? I just can't imagine what our democracy would look like. It's unthinkable. And he says, every effort must be made to make sure this never comes to pass. He's saying this because he's releasing a book. Screw you and your book, Schiff. I won't waste valuable broadcast time promoting your piece of crap. Line a birdcage with it. Wipe your ass with it, but it's not worth reading because it is, like everything that has ever come out of his mouth, an out-and-out lie. I'm telling you, my friends, Donald Trump scares the living crap out of the Democrats. And should he decide to run again, I think the Democrats are going to have to run for the hills and bring lots of toilet tissue, or they will be crapping their pants the entire way. The rise of Donald Trump came because Americans, true patriotic Americans, thought it's about time a true outsider ran this nation again, like the true outsider that was Ronald Reagan, who brought this country out of the terrible, disgusting Carter years. We need another Ronald Reagan, another Donald Trump, to bring us out of what will most definitely be the crappiest four years under the worst president in U.S. history, 
Joseph R. Biden. We'll be right back. Telling it like it is. And from one comedian to another, Nancy Pelosi says the proposal to take the debt ceiling authority away from Congress has merit. Who the hell else can you count on except your elected representatives to just keep ever increasing your debt limit? It's like saying, hey, honey, we maxed out the American Express. Okay, let's apply for a MasterCard. Honey, we maxed out the MasterCard. Okay, let's apply for a visa. Uh, honey, we maxed out the visa. Well, let's apply for something else. There is nothing else. Well, then let's just keep spending money we don't have. Nasty, naughty, Nazi Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, the Democrat piece of filth from California, says she thinks a bill that would transfer the authority to raise the debt limit from the Congress to the Treasury Secretary has merit. Pelosi's support for shifting the near-annual responsibility of ensuring the U.S. doesn't default on its own debt comes as a growing number of Democrats in recent weeks have endorsed abolishing the debt limit in its current form. Just keep spending. I got an idea, Democrats. Cut spending. Start with your own damn salaries. Start with your pet projects. Start with your fluff. Start with your pork barrel. Start with your boondoggles. Start with your bridges to nowhere. Start with the 90 aids you all have to have and pay. She says, I think it has merit. The Democrats right now are in control of both houses of Congress and the presidency. House Budget Committee Chairman John Yarmuth, Democrat of Kentucky, and Representative Brendan Boyle, Democrat of Pennsylvania, introduced a bill late last month that would vest the responsibility of raising the debt limit with the Treasury Secretary. Well, right now, the Treasury Secretary is appointed by the Democrat Joe Biden. I'm sure if this was a Republican president, the Democrats would not be so eager to divest themselves of that responsibility. The House is scheduled to vote today on a short-term extension of the debt limit, which will reach into early December, less than a week before the October 18th deadline in which the Treasury Department estimated the U.S. could start defaulting on its obligations. In other words, stop paying its bills. Again, instead of reducing our bills, they just simply want to raise your credit card limit. Calls for reforming the debt limit came in response to Republicans' insistence in recent weeks that they would not vote to raise the debt limit because they don't want Democrats to use the budget reconciliation process, that exemption from a state filibuster, it is more time-consuming and requires specifying a number to raise the debt limit to, rather than suspending it for a period of time. The Republicans are fiscally responsible politicians, if there is such a way to put that word. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell ultimately agreed temporarily to supply some GOP votes to advance a short-term measure to temporarily raise the debt limit, saying it would give the Democrats time to go ahead and use reconciliation to approve a long-term measure, and vowed that Republicans will not vote for another extension. Pelosi said late last month she thinks the proposal is an excellent idea. This way they could bypass Congress altogether and give Treasury Secretary ancient Janet Yellen the power of just extending our debt limit into infinity. You want 15 trillion new dollars for welfare for black African American 13% unwed mothers? Go right ahead, raise the debt limit. You wanna give every person who ever says they were bullied and has a Democrat registration for voting uh, $100,000 free money? Just tack it onto the debt limit. We'll get ancient Janet Yellett to just go ahead and increase the debt limit. White House Press Secretary, the walk-it-back girl, Little Red Jen Pisaki, said last week 
Right now, our focus is on raising the debt ceiling and the limited amount of time we have left to do that. There's plenty of time to have a conversation after that in referring to taking the debt limit away from Congress and handing it over to ancient Janet Yellen. Lord, help us as a nation. This is the Truth Hurts Program. Telling it like it is. Hello to all my Democrat friends. Hey, you maxed out your credit cards, but you really, really want that new motorcycle? Had the banks been calling about your low balance? Had the mortgage company been threatening to foreclose your house? Hi, I'm Constant Lee Yellen, director of the National Democrat Finance Plan. We are a nonprofit 501c3 charity business that helps people to understand that things like debt ceilings, credit limits, bank balances are just simply numbers on a paper. Let us lead by Democrat example and show you how to max out all your cards and then get more cards to max out. Deficit spending is the Democrat way. Follow our proven methods and then you can enjoy all the nice things that the privileged folks have. New house, no money, no problem. New cars, no money, no problem. New boat, no money, no problem. Motorcycle, jet ski, nice clothing, nice watch, gold teeth, TVs, no money, no problem. Here's how it works. You simply just keep on spinning. And when the store says no, you call us. That's when we step in with our proven method of playing the race card. Then we will protest outside the store for weeks. And they will finally give in and you will end up with apologies, a free shopping spree, and they will simply write off the loss. If that doesn't work, we will organize your community to rally behind your cause. And if they don't give in, we will simply loot the place and then burn it down. Their insurance will pay them off anyway. We'll get another new all-black, all-gay sitcom that nobody watches on TV, and you get to keep all the nice things that you have acquired. Debt relief? Yes, Chief. That's the way it works. The government will keep on printing money until all the money is worthless. Minimum wage hike? Who cares? You ain't working anyway, because the government is still paying you more to stay at home than they would be paying you to go to that nasty job anyway. Consult your pastor after Sunday church, and find out how to apply. We there after services every Sunday. Let's do this forever. You're listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z, available on multiple podcasting platforms. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Sorry, I had to throw that one in there, folks. But that's the way it works. I mean, the the thought process right now is to hell with the debt ceiling, to hell with debt limits. We keep spending. We'll throw some more taxes at people, but we'll keep spending well beyond our means. I mean, after all, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong, my friends, is look at Venezuela. Look at many of these other countries, like Greece, that just decided to print money and print money and suspend the debt ceilings, basically telling people, we know we owe you trillions of dollars. We know the United States is in debt trillions of dollars. But, but, but we want to spend more money on bullshit programs and useless things. So we're simply going to tell you, you have to wait on your money. But, but, but don't worry. When we do pay you back, it'll be with interest. It might be an extra 20, 30, 50 years down the road, but you'll get your money. Sure you will. They have raised the debt ceiling in this country, I think, every single year for the past 76 years, according to what I read online over the weekend can you imagine you maxed out your credit cards Eh, no problem you just tell the credit card company i need you to raise my limit 
And the credit card company says, well, we either raise their limit and let them borrow more, or we risk losing out on all the money they owe us. That can only go on for so long before the country defaults, doesn't pay its debts, or the value of the currency goes down so far that it will take far, far more money to meet the obligations than the country itself is even worth. And with a leader, a so-called leader like gropey Joe Biden, a man who's been on the take his entire half a century in public office, it's easy to see why other countries now are becoming very skittish, very nervous, and starting to call in those debts that we owe. It's also why fiscal conservatives will likely rise in the midterm elections. God, one can only hope so. Another contract with America is in order. Congress keeps giving themselves pay raises, exempting themselves and their staff from the rules they put into place for all of us sheeple. And we keep taking it. It is time, I hate to say it, for some sort of revolution. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Truth Hurts program. We have simply run out of time for the day, and I can't raise the time ceiling. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.